Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey, so if you're in marriage counseling, you're trying everything to win your marriage back. You're just trying to figure stuff out and nothing seems to be working. You're doing probably the wrong thing. So that's why I created my five day challenge for men just like you who are on the cusp of separation or divorce. You're trying to figure stuff out. You don't know what to do. So look, in this five day challenge, I'm going to help you gain clarity on what you need to be doing. I'm going to help you understand the pain that you're in and what you need to be doing about it, how to fix that. All of this in five days for just five bucks. That's right. Five day challenge five bucks. That's it. Get in. Do it now. Don't wait any longer. Get in right now. Do the work. It's easy. Every day you're going to get assignments. Every day you're going to get an action step to take so that you're moving forward and you're going to stop the paralysis that you're in right now where you don't know what to do. You're stuck. All that other stuff. It comes to an end today. Jump in right now. Five bucks. That's all it costs. Jump in today. Let's see on the other side. Yo, one of the things that pisses me off the most probably more than anything, is when a guy will say, I've owned my shit, she hasn't owned hers. And I'll go, well, what do you mean you've owned your shit? What does that mean? And they'll say, well, I apologize for all the things I've done wrong. And I'm here to tell you that that doesn't mean you've owned anything. In fact, most apologies that men do are not ownership. They're like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. That's not ownership. Ownership is a depth thing. It is a heart level thing. And it is not saying I'm sorry. It's not apologizing. It is literally owning the thing you did while also acknowledging the pain that you caused and doing it in such a way that makes the other person feel heard, understood, and validated. And not only is it something you do when you fuck up, but it's something you do all the time. Ownership isn't just saying you're sorry. It is a lifestyle of where you own the things that happen around you. If you think about somebody with a house, you can either rent the house or you can own the house. Most men rent the house. They rent the the thing as opposed to owning the thing. They go, well, I'm not responsible for the AC, so I'm not going to take care of it. I'm not responsible for this thing. I'm not going to take care of it. Whereas ownership, you own the thing, you own the house, you have to take care of it. There's no other ifs, ands, or buts around it. And so when we talk about ownership, we're talking in the context specifically also of marriage. And most men treat their marriage like a rental property. They'll fix parts of it. They'll, they'll, they might you know, change a light bulb or something like that, but they don't actually own the marriage. They don't own the, the, the thing. They don't lead the marriage. Whereas ownership is they're responsible for everything. Everything that happens in the house, they are responsible for. It doesn't mean it's their fault. And this is what gets confusing to guys. I say this all the time. It's not your fault if your wife cheated on you. I'm not saying it's your fault that she did those things. What I am saying is you're responsible for how you show up, for how you respond, for how you communicate, for how you set boundaries, for what you allow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so even though you did not make her do that, you have to look at what in my home allowed for that thing to happen to occur? Where was I not paying attention? Where was I not giving her the love that she's asking for? What was I not listening to when she was talking to me? Where was I not present with her? All of those things come into play because that is ownership. 
Ownership is about how much you own versus renting, which is you're just saying, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry this broke. Calling up the landlord. Hey, can you come fix this? Versus ownership where it's like, hey, it broke. I got to fix it. I got to take care of it. That's my responsibility because I'm an owner. What's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of Empowered AF. I'm actually going to riff on a few things that I've been noticing uh, in our Facebook group and our community um, that is important for us to talk about. But before I share some of those things, uh, just giving you a life update. Uh, my wife and I just went to Florida for a couple of days. Uh, that's why last week's episode was kind of a rehash, if you will, of some prior content. Uh, it was a great episode. Hopefully you got a lot out of it, but I was gone for almost a week and it was a great time. My wife and I went down to Florida where I grew up and uh, got to see uh, Disney World uh, for a couple of days and also went to um, visit my stepmom in South Florida and also saw my sister as well. Um, but funny story, I got to tell you, um, the, here's the thing is when you go now to Disney World, you have to plan ahead. Um, as someone who's grown up going to Disney World, like literally since I was like four years old or maybe even younger than that, um, almost every year for my entire life, uh, I thought I knew Disney World. Well, it'd been a couple of years since I'd been um, pre-pandemic, pre if you will. So it'd been a couple of years and they made a lot of changes to their system. So much so that I was a little bit lost uh, upon entering. Now, obviously over the last couple of years, you buy electronic tickets and you know you have the Disney app, you put it on your phone, all that good jazz. But the problem was, I didn't realize you're supposed to make reservations ahead of time. So funny enough, and I don't even know how I did this, but on the first day I made a reservation for Magic Kingdom, everything was fine. We went into Magic Kingdom, we got park hopper tickets. So that means I spent a shit ton of money on a ticket to take me from one park to the next and you know was able to do that now it's like after two o'clock in the afternoon um which that's a new thing uh, i remember at one point i was able to do all four parks in one day that's right if you've ever been to disney world you've been to the parks you know how hard it is to do two parks in a day but what i did all four parks in one day and now they don't really let you do that well i guess you could but it's much tougher to do that so we went to magic kingdom the first day and then the um then we had lunch with my sister and then we went and, um spent some time in epcot and then we hopped back uh to magic kingdom to watch the fireworks at night and it was amazing it was beautiful so we did like uh 26 000 steps that day so you can imagine the very next day we were just not you know uh feeling great <laughs> if you will. Um, but we were, we were ready to go. We were ready to, to get into um, the next parks. And so I had it in my mind, okay, let's do Hollywood studios today and animal kingdom at night. And that way we cover all four parks. Granted, my wife had never been to Disney world at all. Um, she'd only heard about it, seen it in the you know TV. Uh, she'd only been to Disneyland. Um, so she'd never been there. So I was like excited to take her to Hollywood studios. But then what happened was um, <laughs> we get to Hollywood studios and I roll down my window to pay the lady and I give her my card and she's about to take my payment. And she goes, do you have a reservation for today? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? She said, do you have a reservation today? I was like, I don't think so. I don't know. She's like, well, pull up the app on your phone. So I pulled up the app on my phone and I saw that I have no reservation. She's like, I'm sorry, sir, but you're not going to be able to enter today. You're going to have to go and uh, get a reservation and then come back around. So I'm like, what? 
No, as we were approaching, it said that there were no more reservations left. So I'm already confused and frustrated. And so she tells me to you know, drive off and go to the left. And she takes this yellow piece of paper and puts it on my windshield as if it's the demarker of some idiot that forgot to make his reservation. So here I am, you know, at Disney World, ready to, oh, I've already spent my money. I've already bought the tickets, but you have to make a reservation. And I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I'm like, this is, this is stupid. And so we go and we drive and, and the parking guys are like, go that way, go that way, pointing me to the exit because they were not going to let me park in their parking lot, having this yellow piece of paper on my car. So then finally I go and I find a place where like past the parking guys where it's like still in the parking lot of, of uh, uh, Hollywood studios, but I'm not actually parked. And so I just kind of like park there for a second off the side because nobody's there. And then while I'm sitting there, I'm pulling up my phone and I see another idiot <laughs> with his yellow piece of paper on his windshield driving beyond me. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like this, but I felt deep shame for what was happening. I felt like, man, what is wrong with me that I couldn't, number one, realize that I was supposed to do a park reservation. And then number two, not only did I fuck up, but then you put a yellow piece of paper on my windshield, making me look like an idiot. So all those guys in the parking lot can go, ha ha, look at that fucker. Look what he's doing. He forgot to make a reservation. How stupid, how stupid, how stupid. And in that moment, I felt like a victim. I felt like I what's wrong with me? How come I didn't know? How come, how could I have known better? And so what I started doing is I started blaming Disney. I started thinking about, well, well, their, their, their system sucks and they didn't tell me and, and I didn't know any better. And, and all this, why? Because I feel shame. No one wants to feel shame. No one wants to feel shame. Shame sucks. We have guys that come into our Facebook group all the time or our community all the time, and they're facing shame that they've never felt in their life before. And, and so they go, they say things like, why do I have to do this work? You know, why isn't she the one doing the work? She's the one who fucked up. She's the one who did this. She, 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 hitting that she button because they feel like a victim. They felt like a victim in that moment, just like I felt like a victim when Disney said, hey, sorry, you can't come in today. I was so pissed because, you know, I paid all this money to come into the park and they're telling me I can't come in the park. Thankfully, we had one more day left. So I roll up the app and I look for the next day. And guess what? There's one park open, if you will, that I can make a reservation for. And it was called Epcot. And we'd already been to Epcot. We spent as many hours as you want to spend at Epcot. So what were we able to do? What could we do? We make the best of Epcot. And so I was like, you know, I can choose right now to be a victim and go, you know what? We, we only have so much time as it is too. I, I forgot to tell you this is that our flight was going to leave in the afternoon. So by the time we could park hop to Hollywood studios or animal kingdom, our flight was already going to leave. So there was literally nothing we could do other than go to Epcot and enjoy Epcot. Now a positive thinking person would say, yes, go to Epcot and, and make the best of it. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to just make the best of it. I was frustrated. Right. I was frustrated. I was angry. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was fair. Like, like why punish me? I bought my tickets ahead of time. I didn't just show up on that day. I could understand, you know, if I just showed up on that day, 
but I did what I was supposed to do. I ordered my tickets. I, it wasn't my fault. I didn't understand what was written on that, you know, that screen and probably small print that I have to make a reservation. And in fact, when I go back and look, it doesn't say I have to make a reservation. It didn't say I must make a reservation. It didn't say this is what I'm supposed to do. In fact, for some of you feeling this way, it wasn't like there was some sort of piece of paper or document that said, this is what you must do to keep your wife happy and not cheating on you. There was no documentation on that. You, you read the document just like I did, which is like, hey, show up, you know, um, and, you know, pay some attention to her, tell her I love her, smack her on the butt every now and again, you know, have sex with her and, uh, you know, provide, pay the bills, don't cheat on her, do those things and you'll be a good husband. And, and therefore she wouldn't want anything else. She wouldn't want to be with anyone else. But you, like me, didn't see that documentation and you're like, well, that's what I thought it was supposed to be. I thought I did what I was supposed to do. I ordered ahead. I did what I was supposed to do, but apparently what I was supposed to do wasn't good or what I, what I did was not good enough. And that's what you feel right now is you feel like what I did as a husband wasn't good enough. And it's not fair. It's not fair that now I have to go through this. It's not fair that, that I have to experience this pain. It's not fair that my children have to go through this and my children have to experience this pain. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. I, I'm here to tell you life is not fucking fair. Life is not fair. Some of you don't like my directness. I don't give a fuck because here's the thing at the end of the day, coddling you and making you feel all ooey gooey inside isn't going to change your situation. And I'm not here to be a mean asshole to you, but what I am here to do is call you to attention, call you to a place of leadership, call you to a place where you're no longer a victim, but a victor. You can't be a victorious person. You can't be a man. You can't be a leader who just oozes with victim energy. That victim energy, which is that I'm blaming everyone else. I'm blaming my situation. I'm blaming all these things instead of looking at what is in front of me and going, I see a challenge. But you know what? Deep down, I don't know if I have what it takes, but this challenge is going to help me prove it. And that's where a lot of this comes from. A lot of you just don't believe and you just don't know that you have what it takes. Let's say that again. You don't believe or you just don't know that you have what it takes. Now, what I'm not talking about is you don't have what it takes necessarily to save your marriage. We're not talking about that, but you have what it takes to face this situation head on, not sideways, not flinching, not looking around, but head on that you can face today what you're going through head on if you choose to, if you choose to, it is your choice whether or not you choose to face this situation head on. And it's not about making the best of your situation. I'm not sitting here having, you know, going, let's have a Disney attitude towards it. I'm not saying you gotta just make the best of it. That's positive psychology. We're not about positive psychology here. What we are is about making wins out of losses of what we consider a loss or what we feel like is a loss and getting a return on investment of our tears. That's right, getting a return on investment of your tears where you cried and you gave and you bled all those things, but you get a return on that. That return only comes through the emotional work it takes to become an empowered man. And this work is never done. 
I, I am I am not a, a guru who is who has ascended and has reached some Zen plateau. It is a daily grind, a daily work. I get up, I work, I get up, I focus on myself, I look at myself, I look at what I need to be doing better, how I can show up better for my wife, how I can show up better for my business, how I can show up better for my kids. I am constantly evaluating and looking at those things because I want to thrive in every dimension of life. And I know that because the more I thrive, here's my purpose, the more I thrive, the more other men thrive. That's why I do what I do is because I have been put on this planet for such a time as this, for such a reason as this, to thrive so that if I thrive, that others can thrive. Because if they go, well, that guy could do it, then I could definitely do it. Because if this guy can thrive, you can definitely thrive. I am nobody special. I am nobody uh, of great rapport. You look at me and go, some short guy, some fat guy, whatever. You know, I, I'm not the tall, beautiful, good-looking uh, uh, you know, leader, if you will, out there. I am just a guy who is passionate about men, finding their purpose, finding their true identity, living life to its fullest. And if they're experiencing separation and divorce, they've, they've decided, I am not going to let this thing destroy me. I am not going to let this thing take me out. I am not going to let this thing be a, a, a victim thing where I have to be a victim to the other people, where I have to be laughed at because of my yellow piece of paper on my car that shows everyone I'm divorced. Some of you are just so afraid of that yellow piece of paper because you're so afraid that other people are going to see that yellow piece of paper and go, oh, look at that guy. He's not a real man. He got divorced. Oh, he got cheated on. Oh, he's that. He's that. He's that. Fuck them. Fuck them. The only person you can care about is you and what your opinion is of yourself. And if you're a believer in God, believe in what God says about you. But that's the only audience you have. The other people, who cares? Because if they're going to shame you, if they're going to hate you, fuck them. Fuck them. We get haters in our group all the time. We got people that come, you know, try to say, I don't have integrity or try to say, I don't have this. And like, you don't know shit about me. You don't know anything about my life or what I've been through. And just because I know things about you because I see them doesn't mean you know shit about me. And so here's the thing, guys, is we want to encourage you to live from a place of freedom. Freedom looks like this. It looks like you getting out of bed every day and no longer feeling the fog, no longer feeling the pain of your separation and divorce. It looks like you coming, you, you coming out of that fog and coming to a place of, I'm happy again. I'm enjoying my life. When I look at our Thrive testimonials, it's unreal how many men will say at the end of our program, at the end of our 90 days, like, like how, did, how do you feel, man? They're like, I feel happy. Like, I feel happy. I, I have joy again. I haven't had this in so long. Some of it was because they were in a shitty marriage for years. And others of it's because they've recognized that their happiness does not come from their wife, but their happiness comes from who they are inside. So this week, I am challenging every single one of you to begin finding your identity, to begin finding your happiness, to find your joy within because that joy within is going to last so much longer than anything outside. That if your wife is your happiness, it's no wonder you're miserable. If she is the only reason you're happy, then it's no wonder you're going to be a miserable man till the day you fucking die. If she is your happiness, if any other person is your happiness, you will be miserable because your whole life will be up and down, up and down, up and down. How many of you are sick of living that way?
How many of you are sick of living in such a way where your happiness is dictated by somebody else's actions? I mean, what other definition of a slave can you come up with than someone who is their happiness, their peace, their joy is dictated by the actions of some other human being? That is slavery. And you are a slave to that person if she is your happiness. No, of course, your wife will bring happiness and it's good to have happiness and have peace and all those things from her in the relationship with her, but she should not be your source of happiness. I'll leave you with this. A couple of weeks ago, I was on a famous Instagrammer. Uh, and, and when I say famous, meaning he's a celebrity in the, I'll just say in the, in the real world, <laughs> he's a celebrity, not an influencer, not a typical influencer. He has got his own reality shows and all those things. And he was talking about, um, uh, he, it was a video of him and his wife walking. And he said something to the effect of, you know, walking with you, gives me another level of confidence or brings, you know, gives me a different level of confidence. And, and I, I paused at that and I was like, I don't, I don't like what that says. And so I just replied and I said, Hey man, I said, I, I, I love you. And I love following you. I said, but to be honest, I was like, if your wife is the reason you have confidence, there's a problem. And I get another level. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. I, I just don't, I can't agree with somebody else giving me confidence because if my confidence is coming from another human being, then as soon as that person is gone, as soon as that person just, you know, uh, lets me down, as soon as that person no longer supports me, that I don't have that confidence. That's a problem. And that's what we do as men is we, we put our wives on these pedestals, like as if they're the end all be all. And it's not, they are not that person. And I'm not saying like, you shouldn't celebrate your wife and honor your wife. I love that. I love the fact that he wants to honor his wife, but in the way he's saying it, in the way he's doing it, it's as if he did, if he didn't have her, he wouldn't have that confidence. Funny enough, I got, the, got a ton of likes on that. And, and uh, his response to me was, LOL, whatever. Um, I still love the guy, still follow the guy and, and I'm, you know, hope that we can uh, hang out someday and, and drink, drink some beer on the, on the, on the, uh, the beach or something. But to my point is that, your confidence should never come from another human. It should not come from your wife. Your, your, who you are as a man should come from you. So look, guys, I, I've kind of said a bunch of stuff today, things that were on my heart that I wanted to share with you. Uh, we love you at Empowered Man, even though it doesn't always feel that way uh, when I come down hard or I say some things that, that ruffle your feathers. And that's intentional. It is intentional. Um, just like a sergeant when you join the Marine Corps isn't going to be there to be your buddy. We're not here to be your friend. We're not here to be your, 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 your friend. We're here to coach you. We're here to challenge you, to here to make you better as men. And if you're the type of guy where you're like, you know what, man, I am so done with the fake bullshit. I'm so done with, with all the other stuff. I'm ready to level up my life. Then I want to encourage you to join our Thrive program. Our Thrive program, it's a 90-day coaching program intensive that is unlike any other. It, you get more support in that program than you will get in any other program. I can 100% guarantee it. And that's because of the way we, we've created this, this, this incubator of support, of love, of, of accountability, of all of those things. And not just where it's just like, hey, join our support group. No, no, this is not a support group. This is a very, very strategically built and designed uh, program meant for men who are, who are facing separation or divorce, learning how to get their confidence, freedom, and power back. And the way we know you're ready, this is how you know you're ready. 
you come to us and you say, look, now is the time for me to do the emotional work on me. Now is the time for me to do the emotional work for me. Because if you're not ready to do the emotional work, all the other stuff that you're trying to do right now is a waste of time. All the flowers, all the marriage counseling, all the shit you guys are doing is a waste of fucking time because your wife doesn't look to that. What she's looking at is, are you working on you? And what working on you looks like isn't just going to the gym. It's not reading blogs and and YouTube. That's good. That's good information, good knowledge. But what we do is take that knowledge and turn it into transformation so that it's heart centered, so that it comes from the heart. So it's no longer just regurgitating facts and regurgitating things, but that it is from here and from who you are so that you stop hitting the she button and start hitting the me button because it comes from here. So if that's you, I want to challenge you to go to empoweredman.co slash book, empoweredman.co slash book, and I will see you on the inside. Have a great week. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. Join your host, M. Sizzle, J-Dub, and Mandrew as they sip on some bourbon and spit some truth. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. I've got a question for you guys that I want the answer to. Oh, boy. We got, I got a list of them, but we'll start with this got one. Got we got? I got a list. I got a list. Like a bunch of them, right? So who was your childhood actress crush oh i just did this easy easy let andrew go first go for it alicia cuthbert interesting what was she in (laughs) okay it's like i don't know what she was in why was she your crush i don't know dude anytime i saw her i was like just felt something and when you're that young you're like what is this feeling there's a tingling in my peepee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alicia right. Cooper. I'm going to look up where she's from because I have no idea who that is. I remember is. her name like late 90s or something, early 2000s. That sounds familiar. Which is why. Well, another reason why. What? Oh, Alicia Cooper. Yeah. Andrew, you dog. All right, Divine Joe, Emerald? I've never heard of any of these movies. My childhood... Yeah, she's she's gorgeous. My celebrity crush as a child was Anne Hathaway from Princess Diaries. Oh yeah, she's cute. I thought she was just perfection. And then she got <laughs> married, and my heart broke. <laughs> what what happened when she got married? She got what? My heart broke. Oh, your heart broke. Yeah, I thought you said she got broke. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> well, something might happen. All right. Mine was Alicia Silverstone. Really? Clueless. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I was in high school when that movie came out. So, like, yeah. you know, she would have, she's like a couple years older than me, but damn, those lips and those eyes, forget about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I like girls with, with like eyes like that and, and lips. Yeah. She's, she's still beautiful um, as, as an older, more mature woman, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like her personality in the movie necessarily because, like, that whole ditzy blonde thing I don't go for. But yeah. I just thought she was gorgeous. So yeah. that was mine. I just saw Mandrew's name in here in Zoom. You just saw his name? I know. Mine just says Empowered Man. Yours says Joey. Okay. 
All right. Uh, another one. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Hmm. A good one. You know those like pants that were worn in the disco era, like the like pants, bell bottoms, tight pants, bell, bell bottoms? bottoms. Yeah, I'd bring those back. <laughs> That like colorful is a Joey Wilder thing. I could see that. I, I would rock the shit out of those, dude. I'd probably start roller skating too. There's actually a roller rink that I think we're going to try to go to this weekend. So you would bring back bell bottoms? Yep. Is that because you like the way they look on your butt or because you just want them to flare out? Um, I don't know. I think it's more of like that era and how people were and like the excitement that was happening then. Um, <laughs> If the you know, honestly, I think your personality. I think your personality fits the seventies. You kind of have this, like you know, even like your haircut, kind of like, kind of like this cheesy kind of thing going on. And like, you got to have a bell bottom booty, and I think you probably got that. Not, you know, yeah, not that I've checked I got it out. That like, salute. Yeah, like you know, you got to have those types of glutes that fit into those type of bell bottoms, where you know they're 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 tight enough, but yet at the same time they flare out at the bottom, and you know it's. It's an interesting look. I could see it. And then you got to have the chest hair. You know, you got to be able to open up with a, with a shirt with, you know, some sort of like, uh, yeah, what's, what's that kind of shirt? Where, my shirt off right now. No, no. You know, the, um, uh, what is that material that polyester, you need a polyester shirt with some chest hair. I'll give like you some down hair. to here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A little gold chain. That was perfect. <laughs> get a gold chain. All right. What yeah. would you bring back? Manger, uh, I'd have to say tracksuits, like tracksuits. Track that is such off. a northeast thing. I mean, dude, I love throwing on like when I go to hockey, like I love throwing on my warm up suit, like full on tracksuit. Like I just get the good feeling, so I would love to bring tracksuits back, man. Or like, you remember those snap pants? They're like yeah. track pants that were snap. Those were fucking awesome. You had some of those. I saw Kobe Bryant wearing a pair of those. And when I would go to Lakers game during his warm up, he would rip them off. And I was like, mom, I want a pair of those. I did not look as cool. Cause I, yeah, was... you think about those guys, right? You know, like they put their warmups on, it's all nice and snapped. And then they just like rip it off. They get in the game. And then who's the dude that's got to take the pants and snap every fucking button. Every time a player goes in the game, like, that's gotta be annoying as shit. I'd be like, especially like, okay, you snap it all in. He he comes out, and then the coach is like, no, I want you to go back in the game. And then he fucking takes it off again, and then you're back there snapping again. It's like, shit, man, how many times are you going to have him go inside the game? Yeah. Like, you probably get some sort of snap issue with your, your thumbs or, you know what I mean? Like, probably hurt your thumbs. Your thumbs start to get, like. Yeah. yeah. I got, you know, yeah. some, some guy's probably going to sue the NBA at some point, like, 20 years from now. It's like. I have I have snap itis on my fingers from snapping all of Kobe Bryant's pants together or some some shit like that. Oh I don't. man! Yeah, so I'm gonna get us some empowered man tracksuits. Oh, there we go. Or I hate like with the a hood of guys in skinny pants and girls in baggy pants jeans. You hate the trend of that. Yeah, let's go back yeah. to the opposite. Let's go back to the pants. opposite. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's easier for me to think of the opposite because, like, honestly. I don't think there's any trend I want to bring back. Like I've seen pictures of me in the eighties and I've seen pictures of me in the nineties. I've seen pictures of me in the two thousands. I'm like, I don't really like any of the shit I was wearing. Uh, you know, what's, what's hard is actually seeing these girls today 
high school girls wearing the same shit when I was in high school, wearing the exact same mom jeans, high-waisted, whatever. It's like, it's weird. It's very weird. Like, I feel uncomfortable about it. Weird. Like, it's really strange. And, uh, you know, or especially, like, I saw a girl today at, uh, I was at, at the coffee shop with my daughter having our, our coffee time, and this girl was wearing, like, a 1984 Def Leppard shirt. She couldn't have been more than 16 years old. I'm like, do you even know who the fuck Def Leppard is? You know, they, it's like, they don't know. They're just like, it's cool, man. It's retro. Like, what? Yeah, all the retro shirts are coming back. Which is weird. Is like, it used to be retro, like, when, 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 well, retro for us, like, or at least me and my generation, I'm a little bit older than you, but retro for us was going to Goodwill and getting actual retro shit. Now it's go to Old Navy or wherever the fuck they make these shirts that are replicas of the original yeah. stuff. It's weird. I don't get it. My little brother wears retro shirts and I asked him, I was like, can you name one song from that band? He's like, no, but the, the shirt's cool. It's a thing now, apparently. Damn. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Bourbon Moment. This is your host, M. Sizzle. I've got Mandrew and I got J Dub. And we are out. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.